Hey, Praise Chapel Paramount, welcome to our podcast. Um, this is Omar here. Hey, I spoke at our midweek service, and I spoke a message entitled, Rest is Good for You. Uh, it basically means as we begin to rest in the knowledge and the, the faithfulness of God, we, we have true rest, and we can live out our lives um, in freedom. We don't need, uh, we don't have to carry the burden of stress or anxiety um, or, or even depression at that. And so um, we just rest in his goodness, rest in his faithfulness. A true rest is trust. And so I hope you're blessed. Hope you're ministered to. Praise Chapel Paramount. Welcome to our live stream again. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, man, we, we still appreciate you taking the time to tune in tonight to our service. Uh, man, I'm, I'm excited to be here uh, to get to share a word with you tonight. You know, I, um, I want to talk to you about something that I feel, I know we, we've, we've all heard it. We've all said this is, these are unprecedented times. These are times we've never before in this generation have experienced uh, this kind of world we're living in at home, um, and I know there's a lot of noise going around. We have media, we have notifications. We're looking on on the news, on Twitter, and we're just getting a bunch of updates. We're being bombarded by noise left and right, um, and man, it's like can 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 we get a rest from that? Can we get some? Can we get a break? So I want to talk to you about a message that I've entitled tonight: "Rest is good for you." Rest is good for you, and I know um, maybe you've. Uh, maybe you're like, well, I'm done resting. I want to get out of the house and I want to take a vacation. I'm with you. I can't wait to get out and, uh, you know, go to the movies and, or just be outside of my house. But, um, man, I, rest is good for you. Um, and when I say that, you know, I, I, I don't want you to, to really get uh, sidetracked. I want you to just listen into what I'm saying. Um, I really want to talk about the rest that Jesus brings. Rest that Jesus brings. There's, uh, in life, there's a weight, Right? We're living, there's a weight of life that can rest heavy on us. And I think Jesus wants to take that away. Um, I, I know we've, we've kind of like, life can be like really tumultuous. It can be, um, man, even in this hour, there can be a lot of stress. There can be a lot of worry. Um, but I, I want to talk about the rest that Jesus brings in, that you can totally walk in the clarity of the Spirit. Be at ease in trusting in Jesus. Um, I'm going to read a scripture. It's honestly... One of my favorite scriptures that Jesus said in, in the book of Matthew, chapter 11. Um, I'm going to refer back to this, I think, maybe even in every message. I just love it so much. Um, it says, Then Jesus said, Come to me, all of you who are weary and carrying heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you, because I am humble and gentle of heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy to bear. And my, the burden I give you is light. I love that scripture. We're going to read it in the message and, the, and how it paraphrases it. I love it. It says, are you tired, worn out, burned out on religion? Come to me, get away with me, and you'll recover life. You'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me, and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. Um, man, I know that life can, um, from just different circumstances, life can be um, very difficult. And um, I know we're all dealing with unique situations. Um, each one has its own set of challenges. It really is. And, and if you've ever tuned into a, one of our prayer live streams in the morning, Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Saturdays, you've seen, a, along with the rest of us, the prayer requests that are going on, and you're, you're listening to different situations. 
And so every one of us has a unique situation, unique set of circumstances that it's challenging for our own, uh, for our own life. And it can, life is messy. Life is messy. There's no one easy, easy button, you know, from Staples. There's no easy button. Um, life is really messy. Um, it can become burdensome and stressful. Um, and we're, some of you might be thinking, how am I going to make it till tomorrow? Is, is my life going to look like this tomorrow? How am I going to make it? And um, the thing I want to let you know is that you don't have to hold it all in. I think some of us, we hold it in, we, we try to hide it, maybe you try to hide it from your kids, you try to hide it from, from your spouse, your friends, and you hold it in, and, and it actually ends up eating away at you, because it's just holding, it's inside of you. But I want to tell you, I want to encourage you with this, that the Lord is right there with you. That He's right there in your situation. Your situation is not too difficult for the Lord to intervene in. There's no uh, situation too difficult or too hard for God. You're important enough that he knows your name. He knows everything about you. Um, you know, the scripture, he says, he knows every hair that's on your head. And, and some of you that don't have hair, he, that's very easy. It's zero. But um, he knows every hair. He knows every single part of your situation, your life, your family. You can trust that God is in everything. Even though that God didn't cause every circumstance, besides any of the, the surrounding circumstances that might affect us, God is right there with us. He doesn't leave us. He doesn't forsake us. God is there. God is near. God is near to the brokenhearted. That's what the scripture says. He's aware of the details. I love it. God is aware of the details. In Psalms 37, 23, the Lord directs the steps of the godly. He delights in every detail of our lives. You see, the creator of heaven and earth, the God of the universe, cares about your situation, your needs, even your wants. He delights in you. He delights in your care. Um, you know, I haven't shared this story with many people. And I don't even, I don't think I've shared it with you, church. Um, but obviously, uh, I'm wearing glasses, so I need some corrective lenses. And so um, I remember 10, 11 years old, um, I, I saw that I needed, well, I, I couldn't see. Uh, you know, you're, you're in class and you can't really see the board. And, you know, you, you're, man, like you're trying to squint. And so it's like, I got to get glasses. Um, you know, when I was 10 or 11, I don't want to wear glasses. I mean, what kid really wants to? They, they kind of look funny. They feel funny. Um, and so, you know, I, I got glasses, but I didn't really wear them. It wasn't until 14, 15. I, you know, you can't, you just, I couldn't take it anymore. So that's when I got contact lenses. And I actually got hard contact lenses. Um, and so the thing about hard contact lenses is that you have, to, in the first week that you're wearing them, you have a regimen. You have to wear them just a couple hours the first day, the second day, four hours, and, then, and so on until about a week later you can wear it for a full day. Um, and I remember being on the second day, I went to uh, Hillsong United Worship Night. I was with uh, Pastor Robin Carley, and um, I had my glasses, but I didn't want to wear them. And I had already worn my contacts for three or four hours, so I couldn't wear them that night, and I didn't see anything. Um, but anyway, it was, you know, I wore them for 10, 12 years, and a few years ago, uh, I'd recognized that my eyes were getting really dry, that I would have three, four, five times a day, take them off, re-wet them with the solution. And that generally is uh, the solution for, for all of us, uh, for you contact wear, lenses wear, that you you get the solution, you know, you wet it, and it should be okay, but it was just every single day, and out, and out of nowhere, it began, to, I felt pressure in my head, and I was getting headaches, I was even throwing up, and um, man, it was, it was getting difficult to wear, to the point it was like, hey, I, I need to, can I switch out to soft contact lenses? So I tried that, but that didn't work, I didn't have the, the clear vision that the hard contact, hard contact lenses uh, gave me, 
So I decided to get glasses. And so I thought this would be the end all. Um, I would be okay. I'd be, I'd be fine. The pressure would leave. Um, but my first pair of frames, it was really, really, um, the, the pressure of the frames were too hard on my head. And so um, still, that, the pressure, the headaches, the throwing up, that didn't stop. So after, um, man, lots of money, different frames, different prescriptions, because I was just trying to find the solution. And in my search, I was Googling, as, as we all do, we, we Google, hey, like, what's, what's the problem? How do, how do I solve this? And I saw stress, but I kind of like bypassed that because I'm all right. I don't stress out. Like, I, I'm, I'm young. Um, I don't stress about anything. Um, but I actually, it was after one conversation that I realized, you know what? I think, I think it's not actually a physical thing. I think it's more of a, a, a mental thing. Um, I realized it was stress. You see, in that, there was, um, there was toxic thoughts that I was thinking, and there was negative self-talk that I was talking to myself. And, um, you know, we all have self-talk, and we all, um, you know, we all can play devil advocate for ourselves and, you know, be negative. But I realized that I allowed that to take residence in my life. And I'm going to say, you know, I had good periods of time. It wasn't 24-7, but I had good periods of time where I'd be okay. And I thought, okay, well, maybe, maybe I'm okay. But I, then I had allowed that to take uh, residence in my life. And I can think back and remember there were moments where I felt breakthrough. There were moments I felt freedom. And it was always in the moments of uh, the presence of God in worship. And in worship, I had heaven's perspective. Because in worship, um, and when the Lord comes and the presence of God comes, everything else must bow. Every fear, every negative thought, every idol must bow in the presence of Jesus. And so um, there would be great moments of worship in the presence of God where I'd be like, this is, I'm me again. I'm, I'm me. I can, I, I can breathe. I can think clearly. I can be present. And it wasn't until I was in the presence of God. But in that one conversation, I recognized there was stress and worry and toxic thoughts, negative, negative self-talk that I have allowed to linger. And I began to recognize all the lies that I, I, I believed. Um, you know, other areas of my life were good, and I thought, you know, I'm good. But this one hidden area that no one can see, um, you know, you can, you really, it, no, one, no one knows what you're thinking. Everything else can look good, but there's your, your mind and your mind. No one can, no one knows what's going on. So I had to tear them down. I really do. I had embraced the truth of God's word. You know, I can speak and prophesy and, and life and other people encourage them, but, but for myself, I, I wouldn't, it, it was hard for me to accept that, you know, for whatever reason, everyone has, everyone has their own, um, has their own thing where uh, it's, it's hard for you to accept certain things and you, you know, you want to believe the negative things. But so within days of, of detoxing my mind and just uh, getting rid of like really canceling out negative thoughts. Um, I begin to, to fill myself again. I begin to have the freedom that Christ offers every single one of us. See, this is what Jesus wants for everyone. For every, everyone. He wants us to live in freedom and walk in freedom and walk in clarity of the spirit. You know, you can, I can be present. And, and soon after, um, well, within, within days, the headaches were gone. The pressure was gone. All of that allevi- alleviated and so then I begin to go into the scriptures. Uh, I begin to look at God's word. What does the Bible have to say about the mind? And not man, the Lord showed me so many scriptures, different references. Um, you know, whatever, the Philippians, whatever is true, whatever is pure, whatever is right. Think on these things. 
again, this is, wasn't 24-7, but these are large periods of time where, man, I, was, I felt the weight, I felt the pressure, uh, you know, different areas of your life. And, and so I, um, right now, you know, we're talking about mental health, and I think um, a lot of us, um, we hear it in, in, in the news, and I think it's great. I think it's, it's perfect that we're, it's finally bringing up, coming up to the surface uh, more than any other time, but it is our job. It is our responsibility to take account into what we allow into our, into our mind, and what kind of music we're listening to, um, the friends that we're hanging out with, the voices that we're listening to. Um, what are we allowing ourselves to hear and actually accept? We have to be careful and with the watch, be so be so careful about what we listen to. Um, Dr. Caroline Leaf is a neuroscientist, and she's written plenty of books. And I really encourage you if if this is something that um, you're dealing with, um, this is she's a it's a very good resource to look to look into what she has to offer. But she says that it takes 21 days to rewire our brains and to have a new way of thinking. Um, to cancel out negative thoughts, um, toxic thoughts, and to have or, uh, really embrace the scriptures, embrace the truth of God's word. And so I say that because it takes time. Um, yeah, the Lord, the Lord can do miracles. The Lord can do um, in a moment, in the presence of God, he can change everything. But um, it, it does take time. So I don't want you to feel discouraged when um, you're like, I don't know, that can never happen for me. Um, I'm depressed. I have anxiety. I have stress all the time. Um, I'm, I'm never going to get freedom. You see, I remember thinking back when I had my glasses that I thought, I really thought this to myself. I guess this is how it's going to be. I guess this is, this is it. I'm just going to have to live with this pressure, with these headaches. I, of course, then I didn't realize that it was the way I was thinking, but I really thought, man, is everyone else seems to be fine. I guess I'm just going to have to deal with it. I'm just going to have to live with this kind of, uh, this kind of uh, pressure and headaches and, and stress. But it wasn't until I discovered that, man, I need to walk in it and take hold of the truth of God's word and live that every day. It's, it's something that it's our job and responsibility. We have to do that every day. And so I, 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 made a, I alluded to worship, how that's, the, that's a very a, a big key into having freedom. Um, and so we can, how do we define worship? And, you know, we can define it in many different ways, and they're, they're probably... You know, we have a room full of people and we can ask every person here um, or, or there in your house. And what is worship? We all have a different answer and it's all probably true. Um, but I, I love what Jesus says. And I think it's, I think it can be summed up with the greatest commandment. It's in Matthew twenty-two thirty-seven. 37. It says, uh, the greatest commandment is to love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. Um, and I want to make this very clear. It's, we don't worship a God that we that, that we think about in, in our own different minds of who he is. It's, it's who the Bible says God is. It's, we stand on that firm foundation of truth of the word of God. And so when we love the Lord with all our, our mind, our soul, our strength, um, all of, um, all of our, our body, that's, that is true worship. When everything we do is honoring and, and looking to him to bring him glory and honor with purity of our lives. Um, it's the truth of scripture. And so... You know, speaking of scripture, the I remember the beginning of the year. Pastor Isaac he he texted me and a couple of guys, and um, he he's like, "Hey, why don't you do the one year Bible?" Um, and you know, I, I've kind of I've tried to do that before, and I've heard of it. Um, and basically, it's just a, a Bible plan 
It's a mixture of the, some of the Old Testament, Proverbs, and Psalms, and some of the New Testament. So as, as you read in your daily reading, it's a mixture. It's a good blend of scriptures that you get to read. And so I'm like, you know what? I'm going to do that. And so it, you don't need to necessarily get the physical Bible. It's on the YouVersion Bible app. You can go one-year Bible plan. Um, I highly recommend that you do that. You can start at any time. And so from that, from that point, and a year later, you can, be, you can have read the entire Bible. And so, um, and so I, I was reading, because um, it takes you through some of the Old Testament, and I remember this. I remember recognizing, I had this one thought a lot of the times, and so, you know, um, it deals with Jacob, Moses, Joshua, Gideon, these men of God that God would use, and I would keep coming back to the same question in my head, because um, God, would, God would give a command and said, hey, um, it would be something like, go conquer the city, for I have given you victory. Don't, don't worry, I've given you victory. And so they would obey and they would do what God said, but then they would make these off-the-cuff decisions that didn't necessarily, like God didn't talk about doing any of this stuff, but they made these decisions. And I'm just thinking to myself, um, how? And, and I know they're human. I know we're human. We make mistakes, but I'm just thinking, how do they, how do, they do that? And so, for instance, for Gideon, we all know the story of Gideon, um, God... Uh, brought his army down from, from thousands all the way down to 300, and they got victory. But after that, there was uh, the spoils of victory. There's um, some gold earrings from, um, from the dead. And they put that, and they created an, an, an ephod, which is like a priestly garment. And so that actually became an object of worship, even for Gideon. And, and so I'm just thinking to myself, how, how does that happen? And so I, I was just, you know, I was asking the Lord, what, what is that? And really, as I would begin to think, um, that there are some men that God, the Spirit of God would come upon, but then it wasn't until the book of Acts, until the Holy Spirit came, that he dwelt inside of us. And so I think the biggest difference is that they didn't have what we have today. It was the presence of the Holy Spirit dwelling within us. We have a relationship with the Lord who's, who's closer who's very close. He's, he's actually dwelling inside of us. Um, and so that's why it's so important for the coming of Jesus. It's, it's God with us. And so when, when he died, rose again, and he ascended back into heaven, the Holy Spirit came and, and poured his spirit out. And so when that happened, we see immediately the difference. And so, for instance, for, for Peter, he got filled with the spirit. Just a month and a half earlier, he denied Jesus three times. But then he gets filled with the Holy Spirit he preaches, and thousands give their life to Jesus. There's, there's a huge difference there. Um, even, even after in, in the book of Acts, you can read the book of Acts and you see the interaction with the Holy Spirit. In Acts 15, you'll see um, some interaction that says, for it seemed good to the Holy Spirit and to us to lay no greater burden on you. And, um, and so there's this interaction with the Holy Spirit. Acts 16, right, Luke writes about how the Holy Spirit prevented Paul and Silas from preaching in Asia. And so now there is this walking with the Spirit of God, this relationship with, that changes um, the outlook of our life completely um, if we allow him to lead. And I think many of us maybe have a, a misconception where we're bringing the Lord on our journey, on our life journey. We have, we have God kind of checked off with the Lord. Okay, Lord, you're with me. But rather than we need to follow him and, and seek after him for his guidance, Lord, where do you want me to go? Just like in, in, in uh, Acts 16, the, the Lord was very present and they, they were aware of what he wanted them to do. You know, it can, it can sound very uh, nice on paper. We're like, okay, I'm going to do that. But 
how does that look practically? What does that what does that mean for for my life and my daily life? And um, you know, like you might say, I'm not I'm not a missionary like Paul and Silas were. What does that What does that look like for me? Well, I'm reminded of a post I saw from Pastor Caleb Grant. We love him from Orlando, Florida. Um, this past weekend, he posted a picture of his kids, of his boys. And he says this, and it's, it's kind of a contrast between our relationship with the father, um, us and the father, than him and his kids. He says, my boys don't worry about tomorrow. They trust the words of their father. They cry out when they need him. They're content just to be with him. They're looking for every moment to hear his voice. They are unbothered by what is happening around them, but are looking for every small moment of joy that produces laughter and the cry of again. You know, they, again, again, the kids do that. Uh, they make messes and mistakes, but they trust that dad can handle it no matter what, what it is. And then he goes on to say this. Unlike us, he isn't bothered. He isn't stressed out. It's not too much. He longs to be with his children. So isn't that exactly how we're to trust the Father? And how we're to trust and rest in the goodness of God, in the faithfulness of God. We have to silence the noise around us and rest in the faithfulness of God. Uh, there's a new Maverick City album out, Maverick City Music. And one of the songs, and, and I love it because it's it kind of takes uh, a simple idea of trusting the Lord. And it says this, if you said it, we believe it because you're a man of your word. Lord, if you said this, I believe it. I'm in. That's it. I don't have to, I'm not going to think about it. I'm going to trust you because you've been faithful. You've been faithful. If you said it, we believe it. And so it's up to us um, to lean into the grace of God, just to hold on to that. Um, You know, as, as you do this, you'll begin to discover that God will prove himself faithful and faithful time and time again, um, because he truly does work out everything for the good to those that love him. He truly works out everything, every circumstance he works out for the good. We can, be, we can trust him in that he will prove himself faithful and faithful and faithful. And so I have to ask myself, am I doing, am I living life? Am I doing it on my own strength, on my own understanding? Am I, um, and I think that's where the rest, the, the unrest and the worry and the anxiety creeps in because we try to do it on our own strength rather than the grace of God. So am I saying, do, do, you know, do I just sit and do nothing? What, what does that look like? Um, I think it's just like what I said. You, you lay down the noise. You, you can hear all these voices. You have to put them away. You have to silence them and trust in God's word. Trust in God's word. True rest is trust. True rest is trust. Rest is meant to rejuvenate. It's not, rest is not for um, just unto itself, just to have it simply rest. But I think rest is for a greater purpose. And so, um, you know, when we sleep at night, we, our, our brains kind of reorganize thoughts and we get rest, our body gets rest, and we're ready for a new day. And I love what Bill Johnson, he says this. He says, I think people would have better days if they started to have better nights. I think people would have better days if they started to have better nights. You know, you see, how, how can I live well and be useful um, for my family? How can it be useful for the Lord if I'm just distraught and distracted and um, within the circumstances around me? Um, how am I going to be a vessel um, that he can fill me with his glory, with his anointing, if I'm just filling it with different things? And so we have to hold on to the grace of God, lean into the grace of God. First Peter 1.13 says this, So then, prepare your hearts and minds for action. Stay alert and fix your hope firmly 
on the marvelous grace that is coming to you. The Lord wants us to walk in rest, wants us to walk in the abundant life. Um, you know, we, we don't get credit for being made righteous, being made right with God. We couldn't do that. The scripture says, by grace you've been saved through faith, not, not of yourself, lest any man should boast. It's a gift of God. So it's not on our own ability to even get saved. So how do we think, now that we've given our lives to Jesus, that, oh man, we're going to try to live this life without the grace of God, without relying on, on the Lord. A lot of times we end up just trying to do it on our own effort. And that's when worry creeps in. We start uh, getting anxious and, and stress. Um, and then we're not ourselves. And so um, we have to lean in to the grace of God. And God will prove himself faithful, faithful. Every, each and every time, just lean into the rest. Silence of voices and rest in the goodness of God. Right now, if, as you're listening to this message, we're going to pray. I'm going to pray for some of you who um, you might say, hey, that's me. I, I'm right there. I've, um, I'm, I'm anxious. I'm trying to do this on my own. I've been, I've been living this, been trying to live this Christian life outside um, without the Lord's help, just doing it on my own effort. Um, and so the Bible says, Paul says this, if, um, if I do it on my own effort, I nullify the grace of God in my life. And so I don't want to nullify the grace of God. I want the, the work of the Holy Spirit active in my life. And so it's really about surrender, surrendering um, our, the confidence that we have in our own ability and just resting it on God. And so, so Lord, tonight, we, we thank you for every person that's listening. We pray, God, for, for their heart, for their mind. We pray for the clarity. Holy Spirit, that you do a work in them, that they would uh, just submit, surrender their hearts, surrender their minds to you and their will, Lord. We know that it's, it's just letting go and trusting you. Rest, true rest is trust. And so, Lord, we trust you with our lives. We trust you with our jobs, our families. Um, no matter what circumstance, God, we, we know that you, you're good and you're faithful. And so we, we give it all to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, thanks for listening to this week's message from Praise Chapel Paramount. If you want to stay connected, follow us online with Facebook and Instagram at PC Paramount or visit our website at praisechapelparamount.com.